Hello, and welcome to the Tao of June, living an inspired life. Um, I'm going through a cha- uh, metamorphosis. You know, I'm transforming into a new person. It's actually who I've always been. I just hit it very well. I've learned to hide my true self because I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be accepted because, you know, when I was a kid, if I acted like my real self, just took the, you know, the fake nice mask off and just been my real self, especially when someone starts, you know, coming at me and then I I rip that mask off and then the beast inside of me comes out. Yeah, I've never lost a fist fight in my entire life. I can say that completely honestly. I've never lost a fist fight in my entire life, and I've been in many. But <clears throat> the point is, like, people don't like to see that part of you. You know, people don't like to see the real you. You know, I've learned to mask how intelligent I am, just dumb myself down. Because if I act too smart or something, then people don't like you, right? And they talk shit about you. And they don't invite you out to things, you know, because you talk too much and you know it all, you know. And I, don't, I, I hated hearing that. Oh, June knows it all. June knows everything. Oh, June, June's an example for us all. You know, like, fuck that. I'm the, I'm the example. I'm your role model. Dude, you better read some more books. You know, you better get out there, find better role models. If I'm the best you can do. And then you talk shit about me, you know. Shoot, go find another role model to go talk shit about, you know. <clears throat> but the thing is. I was never trying to be better than anyone else. I was always just trying to better myself. That's the point of life, isn't it? That's the spice of life. Always do your best, right? That's uh, from Jim Rohn. I heard it about, when did I first hear that? About 2005. That was about six, 17 years ago. That's when I first heard it. It's a seven-minute clip on YouTube, and, and it starts off with Jim Rohn's, you know, unforgettable voice, you know, do the best you possibly can, you know? Why? Because... What else is there to do while you're alive, you know? What are you saving it for? You know, he said that human beings are the only life forms to do less than we possibly can, to hold back for some reason, be lazy. You know, look. he's saying, look at trees. They grow as tall as they possibly can. You never hear of a tree that grew half as tall as it could. They spread their roots down as far as possible. They grow as far as possible. They stretch their limbs out as far as possible, you know, because that's the spice of life. That's what life is about, doing the best you possibly can, you know? And the thing is, he's saying you don't have to be rich. You don't have to make millions, you know? If if you make 10,000 a year and that's the best you can possibly do, that's great. Society, your friends, you know, people will make sure you're taken care of, you know, as long as you did the best you possibly can. If 30,000, 300,000, if that's the best you can possibly do, that's, you know, congratulations, right? You're, you know, good job, thou good and faithful servant, you know, like, that's the thing, that's why we're here, is to see how much we could possibly do, right? Now, I had big dreams, I still do. They just are different now. They're big for me, not for anyone else. Um, but my, my dreams before were for everyone else. You know, I wanted to become famous. 
I wanted to be on TV, be a star, groom, have my own, like, art of grooming show on PBS, you know, things like that, kind of like those cooking shows, but I wanted to make it with uh, grooming and have it real, like, artsy-fancy kind of, you know, with like Bob Ross style kind of, you know, with, with painting, but with uh, grooming. And I was thinking, man, it would be nice to have a show on, like, PBS, just real nice and quiet, mellowed down. No, not, not all the, you know, like, you know, all the flary, flares and fanfare and all the, you know, trinkets and, you know, trendy shit, whatever is on, whatever the fat newest fat is, you know, going with all that stuff, lights, you know, no. <clears throat> just very mellow, just, you know, calm, you know, here's how, here's what I'm doing and why, and explaining the science, you know, behind what we're doing, because there, there's a, there is a right way to do things, you know, and there's a process that you're supposed to follow when you wash your dog. So, but anyways, yeah, but now I don't even care about all that because <clears throat> I realize it's not even going to make me happy. That's, that's what I think. I'm so glad I met some real celebrities, real life celebrities, like people you would know if I said their names. I'm so glad I met them in real life because now I realize, like, I guess that's when true depression sets in is when you get everything you think you want, you know? The riches, the fame, all of that, the nice houses, everything. <clears throat> you're traveling the world, you know, you're having all these nice dinners and everything. You know, it's like, um, I don't know. I think that's when I would, I think it had I gone, kept chasing down that, that rabbit, you know, going down that rabbit hole of fame and fortune and all this stuff. I think that it it would have taken me too long, <laughs> you know. First of all, because I I don't know I my no one in my family is you know extremely wealthy like that, and so there's you know very zero, pretty much zero percent chance <laughs> that I have some wealthy uncle somewhere that I don't know about that's gonna leave me a bunch of money or leave me in state or something. No, nothing like that. And also, um, I'm the youngest in my family, and you know like, among siblings and cousins and stuff, so it, it would take a very lot of money to, for uh, any money, any amount of significance to trickle down to me, you know, that person would have to be extremely wealthy, and I don't have anyone like that in my family that I know of, even in Korea, so, um, yeah, it's like, I don't know, I think that it, I would have came to the re- end of my life, you know, near the end of my life, and I finally would have some amount of comfort and money in the bank, but probably never enough, right? Because I'll know people that have more, so I'll never really be satisfied. And then I'll I'll realize, wow, I was never going to be happy with this, no matter how much of this I got. You know, it's almost a problem, like, that the more money you throw at it, the more, the worse it gets. And I think a lot of um, financially wealthy people have that, that issue. They run into it a lot. Family members, you know, scheming and plotting against you to take your, take money from you and take advantage of you. You know, 
people being manipulative around you, your, your close friend, people you care about, and all they see is dollar signs when they look at you, you know? That's money. That's that's a problem that the more money you throw at it, the worse it gets, you know? Children, they're, you know, like unsatisfied children because really the rewarding feeling that, that I get when I when I do something really difficult, like grooming a dog that's all matted and tangled and it takes me five hours, you know, most of the time is combing them out and untangling all that mess, you know, but I'm also, I, I'm also clearing the skin. It's healthy for them. That's why I do it. Anyways, um, yeah, it's like doing difficult things, going out into the forest by myself, scouting, you know, and camping in those uh, primitive campsites, you know, roughing it for a few days. It really does make you, make it so much more rewarding to come back home to a nice soft bed, even though it's really old and it's like molded to my, my, the shape of my body. You know, it's, it's all good though, because it, at least I'm not sleeping on rocks and sticks, you know, on the hard cold ground outside. I just think that going through difficult things helps you appreciate life more and the things that you have more. So these children of the affluent, there's a whole, there's chapters dedicated to them in the book, um, The Millionaire Next Door, but they call them the children of the affluent, rich kids. It's like, man, I I really do, uh, I feel bad for them. Because, oh my goodness, you know, it's like, and, and so they're, they're strung out on drugs a lot, you know, just to numb the pain of existing. Because the wear and tear of living is not worth the price we pay for it unless we're really going for something, right? Unless we have a definite goal that we're making measurable progress towards each day. You know, doing difficult things, feeling wor- like you're worth something because you, you can do things, you're useful, to others, you know, you're a useful human being. It's like that that feeling, they'll never get it. So they, they try to get that feeling through drugs and alcohol, and then they go to rehab and therapy, and then, you know, psychiatrists and all this stuff and counseling. And it's like it, it's like a never ending cycle, even even in, into adulthood, you know, because they, they, they convince themselves that they're self made, but deep down they know that they're not really self made. They know that it was mommy and daddy's money that they got. But they try to act like it's theirs. So they know their their life is fake, right? And that's the thing. I just don't want to be fake anymore. I realize why do I why do I dislike people who are being fake so much? Well, it's because I'm being fake all the time. I'm being fake nice, you know, to my clients, to everyone. I'm being fake nice. <clears throat> and why am I being fake nice? Well, because as a kid, I wanted to be included. And I want to be accepted, and I don't want kids to be feel intimidated by me, you know. Or, or try to feel like they they need to compete with me in any way, you know. So I would dumb myself down. And I would I would put on this this goofy mask, and, you know, just be a little silly kid, you know, make jokes all the time and just laugh because that was better than you know showing them how smart I really am and how much I actually think about things and write, you know, and how you know, I just I didn't want to show my real self and also how much I love martial arts and I will fuck someone up if they come at me, you know. I'm a scholar, but I'm also from the streets. You know what I'm saying? I'm a scholar from the streets. So if you come at me, it just depends. Are you going to come at me with books? Then let's sit down and we'll, we'll discuss. We'll have a philosophical conversation. 
if you're gonna come at me with with uh, with uh, with fists or with a weapon, then it's on. You're gonna die, or I'm gonna die. But one of us is gonna die that day. You know, we're not gonna walk away the same after that incident. <clears throat> and I'm ready for it because I'm from the streets, baby. You know what I'm saying? I've experienced it. I'm, you're not gonna scare me. And I, even though I am scared, I'll keep you busy. I'll keep you busy, you know, you'll have your hands full with me, so, you know, I just, I I, I told myself from now on, I'm going to be impeccable with my word, like um, Don Ruiz says, Miguel Miguel Don Ruiz or something like that, you know, he wrote the four agreements, the first one is be impeccable with your word, be honest, you know what I'm saying, don't be fake, and I'm going to start by not being fake, but I was only being fake so that people would like me and accept me. I was never being fake to, to take advantage of people or use people, you know? I value people, not things. And that's why I use things, but I never use people. I don't know why other people are being fake. I don't know why you're being fake. But, you know, I was, I was being fake for, I feel like, you know, good purposes, I, I thought. But I'm just not going to do it anymore either because it makes me feel resentful that I can't be my real self around people. You know, and then people take advantage of it. They're like, oh, no, Gene, we're friends. We're friends, man. Oh, we're friends? Really? Can we hang out like friends? Oh, no, I didn't think so. Yeah, so don't say we're friends. Be impeccable with your word, you know? Anyways, I'm almost at work, so I'm out. I honor the light in you. That's also in me. Namaste. Shoot. <laughs> I gotta unlock this freaking phone first. Okay, hold on. <laughs>